When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Time now to talk cricket with Laurie Culliver all the way from England for tyre power. Winter safety sale now on 25% off equivalent with four for three on selected Falcon tyres. Tyre power. Get your free five-minute safety check. Well, bloody disappointing. The um, the Ashes has really ended in, in a fizzle the last couple of days. Only a few overs were bold. And um, I wanted it, even though I'm Australian and love Australia, for cricket's sake, I wanted to be two all going to the... Fifth test match. Yeah, no, David, I didn't. I, I'm pretty happy with the result because over the years that's been, and you're going to have to get the change. You're going to have to get all the cricketing, cricketing nations to change that. Uh, rain has always been very much part of the game. Not many get washed out these days. Laurie Culver has done some great work for us over the last few weeks. Loz, how do you see it? Um, you would like to see a bit of play? Uh, in the end, I'm in Blighty's camp. I'm quite happy that Australia's retained the Ashes. Let's uh, put a few people back in their box over here. Not so much past players and uh, TV people. I think the ex-players get the situation. It's more some of the stupid uh, sports editors over here that are whinging and moaning already this morning, just reading a few columns. You know, let's change the playing conditions. Let's change the law so we can play till 9 o'clock at night, all this sort of hoo-ha. Uh, where were they in 2013 when Greg. Australia... Lost the first test by just 12 runs at Trent Bridge. Got hammered at um, at uh, Lords by 200 odd runs, and then we had them uh, three for 37 with five hours to go at Old Trafford in 2013, and got washed out. They were doing rain dances and dancing in the streets when that happened. So yeah. uh, it's funny how things change in 10 years. India have had the wood on um, Australia in recent times, man for man or pound for pound. If you line up Australia's best 11 to to England's, we thought only maybe a couple would make it, but. Maybe there's a few more that might make our side. Well, Wokes and Woods. Well, I think um, if you look at just generally the current form of some of the guys, and obviously Manus Love, Shane's broken through for a very, very good 100 in the second innings. He's got his numbers back up to 38 in the series. But Steve Smith and David Warner have been, you know, a bit disappointing, I suppose. Uh, Smithy's 100 was pretty good at Lords and obviously in the World Test Final, but... Averaging 31, well below what he did last time here. And uh, David Warner had an OK match, but he's only averaging 25. So a lot has been rested on Kawaja, on Travis Head, on mm. Mitchell Marsh more latterly. So they're the guys that have had to really stand up and hold it together with the top order not really making enough runs. If you look at the last sort of six innings in the series, um, Australia's only total over 300 was in the first innings here, and that was well short of par. Yeah, it was in the end, wasn't it? I, Cummings, I mean, the criticism continues... I mean, he had that yeah. six for game, but the rest, of, he hasn't been mm. as damaging. I don't, Looks tired. Yeah, I, I reckon I've watched nearly every ball. He just hasn't had that breakthrough stuff. Starkey come back in the team and got a couple of early wickets, but just struggled a bit, didn't we? I thought our bowlers, particularly particularly with line out, we just struggled a bit. There's always going to be a worry, wasn't it, with all these matches so closely played together? I mean, if you look at Pat's last two bowling innings, 15 overs, one for 77 at Leeds, and 23 overs, one for 129 at the Old Trafford. So 38 overs, two for 206, which would be a very rare um, sequence for him in his uh, excellent test career. And, you know, the burden of captaincy as well, the burden of England just playing their shots and blazing away um, and just setting fields that a lot of us have set, even back in the first test, we're a little bit too defensive. So as a few days off now, they can uh, reflect on what's happened and, and hopefully learn 
uh, and change the tactics and maybe change the team a little bit as well. Yeah, now just I did mention it, sorry interrupting before, but Wokes and Wood coming into the team, they're bowling, and you know, one with just sheer speed, and the other one with, with with some guile more than anything, and they can both bat a bit. I mean, they have been two great inclusions, which really have put the whole thing on its head. It was going to be Australia by how far, and these two blokes came in and changed the game. Yeah, well, Woods uh, spell after two on the first day leads, and Australia, were, you know, recovered from four for not many to be five for two forty. I mean, he's come in and knocked the tail over. Really started to worry blokes like Kawaja and, and Steve Smith and, and also a little bit Travis Head. And, and, you know, Wokes is a very, very good cricketer. Um, they probably should have picked him for Lords. A little bit too much sentiment around perhaps picking James Anderson. I, I have heard that Wokes has got a bit of an injury and probably missed the last test. But he's done very well in the two tests to get 12 wickets at 19 yeah, and to make yeah. those handy runs in the run chase at Leeds. And Wood, you know, his extra pace worries everybody. And really, the ground... And the venues electrify when he gets the ball in his hand. And uh, it's been thrilling to watch him. Uh, 11 wickets at 17, which is outstanding. I mean, you right. can't be man of the series for two tests, but I'll tell you what, he's not far off. Right. Yeah, the bowlers, um, they're not used to being attacked. I mean, I've never seen anyone attack uh, Cummins or Hazel or Stark like they. And, and it worked, didn't it? It's put them off. I mean, they might have more chance of yeah. getting a wicket, but you don't see Hazelwood going at five and over and maybe Stark sometimes or Cummins at five or six and over. It was incredible. Well, it's clearly rattled them, um, and they could well have ended the career of Scotty Boland as well. Let's mm. remember, you know, he was the big hope over here. Um, you know, he's only got two wickets at 100 or whatever it is, and you know he's basically unlikely to play in the last test. So, um, look, it has rattled them, and, and our quicks are getting a little bit older as well. I mean, yeah. they're all pretty much in their 30s now and just lacking perhaps that extra yard of pace, and I guess the same you know, it has to apply to James Anderson as well. I mean, four wickets in three tests, and you know, apart from the odd player miss here and there, he hasn't really been too threatening. I think that ultimately may have been a contributing factor to England um, you know, not winning uh, this series because they played him at Laws when they should have played Wokes. And uh, just a little bit too much sentiment for a bloke that's um, 41 on day four of the Oval Test. I don't think he'll play at the Oval. I think they've got to go with uh, that young Josh Tongue bloke, especially if they decide to give Wood a rest or whether they play him. They should play him both, actually, I reckon. Yeah, I think they should too. I, I, just Nisa. Michael Nisa, uh, Cameron Green. Yeah. I, I must say, I mean, we all love him, mm. but he's been mm. disappointing. I, I reckon he's uh, Marsh has taken his spot. I reckon, and I reckon Nisa should come in for him. I concur. I think uh, you know Greeny's output with the bat has been uh, well down. Uh, you know, he could have easily been stumped for Norton the first test, uh, and that would have left Australia five hundred and forty when Bairstow missed that chance off Mo and Ali. He's starting of an innings has been pretty ordinary. He just yeah. does not look like he's going to hit the ball for the first 10 balls he faces. And, and you know, his bowling at times has been quite ineffective. So I think uh, for the uh, the long-term effects, I, I'd actually let Green have a spell yeah. uh, for the oval game. I'd get uh, Murphy back into the side, and I'd certainly look at Neeser. Now, who you replace for Neeser, I'm not entirely sure at this stage, but they've got to look at giving him an opportunity. Maybe, you know, Hazelwood might need a rest, although, you know, the bowlers... I know they got spanked, but none of them bowled more than 30 overs in that last game, and they've had a couple of days off pretty much. So we'll have to wait and see what happens. I don't think you can leave Mitchell Stark out. I no. mean, if his shoulder's a bit sore from diving in the field, maybe, but they'll have to have a look at Nisa very, very closely, that's for sure. Kawaja's made runs, but Kawaja and Warner both getting on. Um, do you play Warner in the fifth test, or do you try someone else? Well... A bit of word here um, in the last 24 hours is that maybe Warner and Smith are going to retire. Now, that wow. might surprise a few people. but We heard um, it first Smith, here on SEN. 
Yeah. Oh well, it's it's the the word is creeping out. Um, Warner, I think you know when he made that announcement that he would be retiring in January, I think a lot of people said, well, you can't really say when you're going to retire when your form's pretty average and averaging 25 in this series. Steve Smith's having trouble with his back, and I think it's impacting him. And if you have a close look at his dismissal uh, to Wood in the second innings, he just doesn't look to have the freedom. And it was kind of the second time he'd got out like that in the series. So, you know, um, Smithy snuck over to New York for a few days, I think, after the third test. And maybe he's got other things on his mind. He's doing well in business, maybe... He's just going to go, well, maybe now's a good time to, to bail and get out. And I think David Warner could be in the same boat. We'll be watching very closely over the next few days whether there's a, an announcement or two. I was yeah, reading, I, re- yeah. sorry, Bloody, I was reading that Warner and Smith's net worth loss is over $50 million. It's amazing what these cricketers yeah, are doing now. Yeah, they've got us covered, haven't they, Wilde? <laughs> Maybe not Blighty, but certainly covered us. <laughs> hey, is, you know, I mean, when you think about, you know, all those blokes in the 50s and 60s oh, and 70s. You're tall for nothing. Yeah. Anyhow, good luck to them born then. Hey, uh, yeah, he was, there was some co- talk of Smith going to that competition in America. They're going to start something up. Yeah, and big money And too. big money as well. I watched a bit of it last night, actually. There's a lot of players that are well-known. There's, you know, a guy, I saw Adam Zampa last night. I was watching it here and uh, uh, Riley Rousseau and some of these guys that have played a bit of Big Bash. So, you know, that's just starting sort of halfway through the tournament. But the ground looked nice and the, the conditions looked all right. And I think, you know, if you can get into America, um, who knows? And there's, you know, major amount of uh, expats living there of, you know, from India and Pakistan and, and other parts of the world. So, you know, there's no reason why that can't take off over there. And, and you know, blokes like uh, Jason Roy over here who played in the last Ashes and is a very good white ball player for England, you know, they're, they're jumping on the bandwagon for a lot of these tournaments as well. And it's an alternative to the, the Vitality Blast and the 100, which will annoy the, the Poms a little bit as well. So, no, it's shaping up. You now all these tournaments are coming up. All these blokes are getting a bit jack of playing test cricket and, and have a six weeks in America or something for good money. You can't blame them. I was told Loz Rashid Khan might not be playing with the strikers. He could only, if he does come, it could only be for three or four games. And what about the rumours? Now, you've heard all these, and uh, a lot of people uh, feel that Rashid's more nearer to 30 than, than 24. The, the, it, it keeps on coming up. <laughs> Was it um, Fadi Ahmed that said they played together at some point in time and Ahmed's, what, about 36, isn't he? Oh, look, mate, the, the ages are always a little bit uh, hard to work out with some of them. I suppose with Rashid as well, um, last season and Peter Siddle was in the same boat with the strikers. They just lost a little bit of effectiveness. And I guess as batsmen get learn how to play against certain types of bowlers, they can read and pick them better. And that might have been uh, an issue for Rashid uh, last season. And I think also, I know the bash is going to be shorter in terms of games, but I was looking at the fixture the other day. It's still going to run about seven weeks, which is a long time. Oh. I mean, it starts on December the 5th, I think it is, and it finishes on Wednesday, January 24, thereabouts. So it's still running a long, long Too time. Long. I just think it's just too long, yeah. And, I mean, you're going to have test matches running through there this summer as well. Um, they could have tightened it up a lot more. And, uh, look, I haven't had a real close look at it, but just the timing, it just is a little bit too spread out for mine. Hey, Loz, great reports. Looking forward yeah. to the fifth test too. And you were pretty close to the British Open. Uh, Harmon wins that by five shots. But uh, thanks for all that. Uh, fantastic. Hey, no worries. And, uh, yeah, Ricky Ponting was pretty excited to see his uh, brother win that. And uh, they are dead set lookalikes. Unbelievable. Yeah, they are. I mean, yeah. yeah. Brian Harmon, you yeah. look, he's got the. We said that last night. Thanks, Loz. Laurie Colliver there in. Stands on the wrong yeah. side of the ball, though. He does. He's got that little ponting yeah. face. <laughs> Although he's bald when he takes his hat off, too, isn't yeah, he? Was ponting something wrong of with hair. that, David? No, well, you look good. No, you you still got a bit of hair in yeah. here. 
Um, quickly, the coaches' votes. Yes, here we go. Uh, Port Adelaide and Collingwood. Connor Rosie got nine, so that both coaches have rated him highly. William Drew for his little effort on Dacos. Jamie Elliott, guess the match winner in the end, got five. Yep. Murphy, four. Adams, three. Pal Pepper, three. And side bottom, one. So that's in that game. And just going into the Adelaide game now against Melbourne, this is a, might be interesting to you. Max Gorn, I thought, played really well. And Kai Cozzy Pickett, seven apiece. Isaac Rankin, six, I thought was good. clearly clearly good. Adelaide's best player. Angus Brayshaw got five. Jack Viney, I thought, played a really good game. And Taylor Walker got one for his four goals. So Over they were Draco. the major winners in the two Adelaide teams. Luke Parker got 10 for Sydney against Fremantle. My boy, my two boys, Sam Taylor got 10 for Giants against the Suns. Good, and Toby, good defender. Toby got six. Yeah, so they're two good teams. Now in the other game, what about on Friday night? Marcus Bontempelli. He should have got 20. He's the Brownlow. He's the one oh, that could, mate, I, I think could beat Dacos. Gee, I thought he was fantastic. Liberatore got eight. Ridley, now he's got injured, hasn't he? Ridley got no, injured for, and for the Essendon. Bailey Smith, three. And uh, James Sicily again, another 10. When he plays, he gets in the best players every Wonderful time. Player. Jack Graham got six for Richmond. Noah Bolter, six. John Newcomb, who's, who's a real comer, isn't he? I mean, Sam Mitchell's made him something special. And in the other game, the last game yesterday, I saw yesterday... This kid is a really good player. He played in a losing team. His name is Luke Davies Uniaki. Oh. Could you see somebody now north of, you know, struggling? Could you see someone go and offer him, mate? He is still worth a million bucks a year, wouldn't oh, he? Oh, there you go. Hey, well, I could maybe have said the Crows that. have a crack. Maybe North Melbourne will play. They're both your sides. Yeah. You lose one, you gain yeah, one. Mate, yeah. Ben Mackay got seven. Callum Wilkie and the St Kilda captain four for St Kilda. Great stuff, Bloody. Do it all again tomorrow between six and seven. Bye for now. Bye, David.